Welcome to the Entrepreneur by Podcast with your host Sarah Peel. This is a podcast where we discuss all things related to entrepreneurship, chasing your dreams, starting up, as well as documenting my own journey as I step back into the world of entrepreneurship. This is episode 26 and I am your host Sarah Peel. To start off with this episode, as this is the first episode of 2019, so congratulations to everyone and Happy New Year. I hope you had a great holiday break. I know I did. Um, It was very nice and relaxing and fun, and I'm actually really excited for this year. So to kind of get started with 2019 and everything's probably weighing heavily on people's minds, I thought we should discuss something that's actually one of my like top things that I need to complete this year in 2019, and that is ebook writing. Um, I know this is something that's been around for a while. Uh, you will see probably some people who say they paid a lot of money off of it, others who said they didn't, others who kind of made some profit off of and not a lot. Um, some people knock ebooks in the self-publishing industry because they say, oh, it takes away from the art of writing or a lot of times they're poorly written. And then you will meet others who would say they are just as good as traditional publisher, published books. But um, if you've followed my journey and listened to previous episodes of this show, you know that I have actually um, written at this point now, I've written two ebooks. Well, one was an ebook exclusively and then the other was also offered on print and ebook um if you want to check them out you can find them at missvirtualityblog.com which is where i currently have them um but i've as i mentioned in last week's episode and some episodes prior to that uh, i have actually worked on an ebook this past year which will be something that i've toyed around with the idea for a while um in terms of whether if i should or i shouldn't but it's always been something that's kind of consistently kind of stayed in my mind and something that isn't talked about enough now i know you probably would think oh my goodness this person is obsessed with things that aren't very um very welcomed or very common which i agree as kind of part of the problem that i have a little bit is i'm not like a lot of other people so a lot of things that interest me and things that i like to specialize in are not typically what majority of the world does so i'm aware of that you don't need to tell me that but uh, for this new book, I think it's something that's going to have a broader market reach because I think it's something that definitely affects more and more people each and every single year. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon as the way we're seeing the current internet trends are, new websites, new apps, people are building their entire careers off of that, including myself. So I figure like this would be something that I haven't seen a lot of information on. It's hard to find, hard to come by, and not readily available to most people. And that is the uh, Digital Millennia Content Act. So DM, uh, Digital Millennia, that's DM, DMCA, which I think is something that is very important and is often overlooked by content creators, whether that is creating music online, videos, apps, websites, any of those types, as well as people who maybe are thinking that it's not a big deal to technically steal that content. So it's kind of got twofold purpose behind it. Um, but with this book coming out I am actually planning to release it as both an ebook and a print option depending on what people prefer um, I haven't gotten it up yet when I do obviously I will announce it and uh, share everywhere you can follow me on the internet um, one place to probably check out for the most recent update on that would be at my twitter account which is at mvr00 um, but it's something that I'm excited about and I'm I'm probably a little more than halfway done there to get it it's just the next part will obviously be um, formatting it which is a little bit of a difficult issue um that a lot as you know depending on what service you use to 
print it and put it on, um, a lot of times you'll face issues with how you're going to size it, how many pages, a lot of um, options where they will allow you to print a book on demand. They will have like a set amount of pages that you need to have. And as someone who is a woman of not too many words, um, I kind of get to the point fast, uh, which can be a problem depending on, you know, if you have like time limits and things along those lines. So it kind of throws a wrench into some of that, but it's something to keep in mind that you need to do and make sure that is done. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind, but you know, that formatting it goes along with that and that can be a little bit of trouble. Um, maybe if there's enough interest for formatting, maybe I can do some more information on that. But I want to talk about the ebook market. Now, if you do like search on good ways to have a side hustle online, uh, a way to make money from writing, etc, etc, you're going to see ebooks are pretty much the top, one of the top contenders. Um, because typically they are very low startup because they don't really cost anything, especially if you're just going to offer it in the ebook format, which is basically you just be typing up your computer and be saving it as a PDF for people to read and access. Um, ebook readers are still quite popular. I would say there's a little bit of a die down of it, but basically if you have a computer, you can read an ebook. So you don't even really need an e-reader typically to read an ebook. So I don't really think that's such an issue. Um, but yes, they are very, very popular. And a lot of people have said they've made a lot of good money off of it. They make regular money, good income, etc., etc. You probably have seen some of these people who teach that, try to sell their services and their teaching skills to people on that, um, which I won't really get into in this particular theme. But I want to talk about the concept of self-publishing and ebook marketing, and if it's really an option that should be thought of as a top-notch one for everyone. So I think the first thing is, is whether if you have the gift to write or not. Now, I'll be the first person to admit, I'm probably not the best writer in the world. Pretty confident in that, in fact. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm not a long-winded writer um, or speaker. I don't have a tendency to go on and on and on about that. I know if I'm talking, I can talk more than I can write, which is kind of funny when you think about that. But for the most part, I'm pretty much short and straight to the point, um, which makes good some elements of life and other elements not so great. But that's just the way I am. So I have that problem, especially uh, when I used to freelance write and you'd have to reach certain uh, word counts that can get very difficult and very messy very quickly because what ends up happening is once you write basically the meat of whatever you're trying to put out there you would have to essentially put in filler which isn't great because a lot of times that actually dilutes the actual good value and content of whatever you are putting out there um so that goes along with the gift of writing. Are you a good writer? Are you someone who is able to really milk a lot of content and words out of a certain concept? Or are you going to be someone who isn't? Uh, probably I would say most of the books that I have been responsible for are more like pamphlets than books. Um, which is good because that means they can be sold for a lower price. Uh, but at the same time, a little easier to write and get them out faster at the same time. It's a little bit of a downside because, you know, I realize that some people probably feel like they're not going to get the value out of it. Um, but, you know, I think the content and the message behind it holds the value versus how many words you're going to get printed on a page. So I guess the big question is, is are you somebody who 
I've been told you're a good writer? Do you feel like you're a good writer? Do you like your writing? Do you think it kind of matches some of the other current trends seen in the publishing industry? Um, things along those lines, you know? And of course, there's different elements of this. Obviously, if you're going to be writing more factual based, there's only so much you can say. You really are kind of more limited with that. And then if you're somebody writing fiction, you really do have more of that freedom and ability to kind of stretch it out and maybe extend the story a little bit more to meet your quota. Um, so it's just, I guess, depends on what you want to write. Now, someone who hasn't actually ever written a fiction book yet, um, you know, it's been, again, an idea that I toyed around with, but it's nothing I've actually went into full force yet. Um, you know, like I said, I struggle a little bit with meeting word counts and desired ones. Um, one of the books that I actually had written and published, where you can actually buy a print copy, you get it in a mail, and it's very, very thin, which is, I guess is good because it is more or less kind of a how-to guide for people who are looking to do that particular thing that the book is about. But at the same time, I realized that, you know, I kind of, people probably feel like they could have looked it up online instead. Um, but it was kind of a goal that I always wanted to kind of have my own book published, so it was kind of my first foray into that. After that, I took a very popular article um, that was on my blog, MissMaturialityBlog.com, and it was again a how-to guide, and basically I just turned it into a very short ebook with no print options because obviously there was no way I could stretch it out to that point, and also I figure, well, you know, it just made it more simple. Now, will I say I've done good with these? No. Um, but they are very uh, hyper niche in terms of there's probably not that many people who are looking for the information and also um, they're both kind of based off outdated technology, which is another reason why I chose the topic of um, copyright protection for online content because I don't see that going away anywhere. Anytime soon or changing vastly in the next 10, 20 years. So I think that is a good a good thing why I'm going to take that as my next um, book to be published. But basically my books are very small for the most part. Um, and I'm very straight to the point. So take it for what you want, but that's something to keep in mind. Um, and then also, you know, how long is it going to take for you to write? Are you going to look into, you know, editors? Um, this is the first book that I have actually paid somebody to be an editor for me. So that was good. The other ones I edited myself. Um, so I'm not promising this 100% perfect. And again, editing is kind of one of those things where it really is kind of an eye of the beholder. You're not going to ever meet one, two editor who's two editors who are going to be exactly the same. And it's really kind of based off of what people prefer stylistically in terms of writing so you need to keep that in mind as well even if you had like two or three different editors go over your content you're probably still going to meet people who are going to find something wrong because either they don't like what you're saying they don't like the style how it's written stylistically etc so just keep that in mind you're not going to be able to please 100% people but you gotta think about how you're going to have it edited and checked if you're also writing something factual based and this is kind of thing that has sort of thrown a wrench into um my current book idea is trying to find somebody who can fact check um, because obviously this next project and book is actually going to be very much uh, based off of the law and things along those lines. You need to think about how you're going to have a fact check. Now, there's different services you can use. Um, obviously, I've mentioned Fiverr.com before. I'm, obviously, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not affiliated with them. Um, but I do like them, and I do think that you can get some good content. There's people who have actually designed my podcast artwork. 
Um, I've had people design ebook cover for me before, and so I will go back for an ebook cover. And then that's also where I got my editor from. What I like about them is you can get good prices for it, and you can find some fact checkers. Um, obviously, I need someone who can be more or less in the realm of law, specifically online law, which I know isn't a super specialized practice of law at this point. You think it would be, considering here we are in 2019, and there are laws for everything, pretty much everywhere, but online isn't really covered as well as it should be. Um, even though increasingly more and more every year, I would say it's impacting and affecting people in bigger, greater ways than we ever could have ever pictured or dreamed for it. So it's something that I think we do need to see more people practicing law in, so it does kind of make it a little bit difficult to find somebody who could fact check. So um, I haven't figured out what I'm gonna do about that side of it yet, but I am currently working on it. But with that being said, you want to make sure your stuff is factually correct and you're not giving incorrect info, especially if you're dealing with something that is factual and, in my case, legal, or sometimes if you're writing something, you know, scientifically. Um, even if you're writing a fiction book and maybe you are talking about one of your characters has a disease, it wouldn't hurt to have it factually checked, even though it's fiction that doesn't really seem like you need to be 100% factual. You want your stuff to be realistic and interesting enough, you don't want to make it completely incorrect and give people the wrong idea. So that's something to think about also is, you know, your proofreading, editing, and then also your fact checking. Um, and then I think another big thing is cover design. Um, you want to find free sites where they say you can design your cover for your ebook uh, for free, etc., etc., and then what? Well, in order to download it, you have to join a very expensive membership or pay a very expensive fee for it. Um, and then a lot of them are very cheap-looking generic templates. Um, nothing spectacular, nothing that speaks to you. Now, as someone who is like me, I'm very visual person. Person. I like good aesthetically pleasing things to look at. So when I think of like books that I want, I want my covers to look good. I want them to be very um, appealing to the eye, catch people's attention because unfortunately in this day and age, this comes across on all things, not just books, but you know, you really do judge a book by its cover. As cheesy as that saying is. Uh, so you do want a very appealing cover art to kind of get people's interests peaked into it. So that's something to think about. Um, I personally would avoid using a free generic cover template generator because I just don't think that you're going to get a very good quality cover and you're not going to, certainly not going to get anything that can truly be unique to you. Which is funny when you think about that, that you wouldn't be able to, but that's the thing. Um, they're not the best. Now, yes, I know some people probably say, well, fire, you're not going to get anything better on Fiverr.com, um, which is where I do get my covers. But this is the thing. I go looking for, first of all, you can narrow it down by what part of the world I live in, and I typically do that. Um, and then I also typically, you know, narrow it down by price and then a lot of times they will have like past work examples uploaded etc and then they will send you the final proof before they send it and complete it for you so something you need to think about um as well so you do have more control with it than you probably think you would and you can actually find some pretty decent artists on there so i would suggest that um, i know also depending on what service you're going to be using to publish especially like if you're going to use the amazon services which i will be using amazon's uh, self-publishing platform for this upcoming book which I've never used them before I've always used uh, other other um services as well as other platforms to do it so hopefully this will see a different reaction with this one as it comes out um but you know sometimes they will also have the upsell service offer where you could get 
you know, um, a cover designed for you or buy a, one of those IBSN numbers, etc. So, you know, obviously look into what your platform you're going to use to publish it through and see what they offer. Um, be, you know, what is worth noting, you're probably going to pay. If you do that, you're probably going to end up paying more for that than if you went out to seek out a cover design before you go ahead and try to publish it. Uh, so just, you know, depending on your budget and what you're looking for in your budget, you need to keep that in mind. I do think that's something that is kind of overlooked by a lot of people especially when it comes to self-publishing and trying to finalize that. So um, think about that. Also compare your platforms. You know, um, I see a lot of people obviously talk about using Amazon, which I can understand why. Amazon is wild, uh, wildly, not wildly, I'm sorry, that's not the right word, widely accessible to many people. Um, it is probably one of the top selling ebook platforms. Um, so that is something definitely to consider and think about when you're doing that so you might think about what that would look like but you know don't be afraid to look at some of the other ones uh some of the other ones i have used in the past so i actually created my own ebook um that i sell through my website directly and then i also i'm pulling it up right now where i use book patch is where i actually had my one print on demand available from so, you know, that is a good service. I know they do kind of have an additional add-on services for that now. Um, but like I said, I do want a wider reach. So I will be using Amazon this time. Uh, so maybe later on this year, I will come out with my own opinions and kind of review on the publishing part of platform on Amazon. Um, but this isn't really a review of any of them, but I'm just saying what I used in the past. So, you know, go ahead, compare, look, see what you can agree with most, what is most you think is budget friendly. Most of all, where you're going to market it. Um, Amazon, like I said, is the biggest market share for it. So I would highly suggest trying to make sure you get it on there. Uh, but with that being said, I understand that, you know, that might not be where you want to first self-publish, etc. So just look at your options, weigh them, read reviews, see what other kind of books are out there that are on those platforms. To kind of get an idea and feel for what you are looking for. And then uh, also, you need to think about your marketing plan. Now, I have a couple different ideas on how I'm going to market it. I'm not going to discuss it on this podcast. Um, but, you know, in the future, you'll be probably seeing more and hearing more about it. But you do need a marketing plan. I think that is something that I've always struggled with with pretty much all my projects in the past, uh, which is embarrassing to admit. But I think a lot of people get caught up in that. You know, you get so excited behind the concept and project you want to do, what you want to put out there. And you think, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. And then once you complete it, and then you think, oh, this is good enough. It's going to be easy enough to market. But you don't know how to market. You don't know where to market. So you go nowhere with it. It's a very common issue, I think, with a lot of us um, entrepreneurs, especially those of us who get really kind of caught up in the moment and excited about whatever we're working on. So you do need to put some thought of that probably before you go through the process of actually self-publishing it. Um, so that's something I have put a lot of opinion and thought into. I've done some research and I am still doing that as we speak. But it's something I think you need to think about. Now, like I said, Amazon is one, one step of that marketing process. But you're going to have to think about how you're going to write up the listing, etc. as well. So you want to keep that in mind um, on what you want to do, especially. And also, that's another thing, uh, topic-wise. So I mentioned, you know, you need to probably be a, at least a decent writer. You don't have to be a uh, Stephen, like Stephen King or whoever is a very good writer, in your opinion. Because, again, it's kind of differentiate between uh, what people like and what people don't like um so just think of like you know some of your favorite writers you're probably never going to ever achieve what they are especially the big ones like Stephen King um 
Danielle Steele, etc. But with that being, or even the Dummy series is more of a series, you know, that's written by different authors. It's not just by one. But what I'm trying to get as you're not going to probably ever reach that level of success that they have. Um, we could. I'm not saying it's not possible, but realistically, you're probably not. So I think one thing you need to also think about is your niche. Um, so uh, talking about from my own past experiences, you know, I've written two previous ones that were super niche-based, meaning it was a very small group of people who probably would be looking for that and interested in it. So was that the best option and best choice to write books on? No, probably wasn't. Do I regret it? No, it was a good learning experience and it taught me a valuable skill that I can use in other things. And obviously going based off of what I learned from that past, um, the past experience of writing those ebooks, I kind of now know what to expect otherwise um, and what I can do differently. So it's again kind of changes in how you choose to look at it. I don't look at it as a failure, I look at it as, as a learning experience and now I know what to do differently this time around. So keep that in mind but like I said you know do your research, find out, um, pick something that has a broader um, range of people who are interested in it. Maybe not super hyper niche um, unless you know there's a lot of people interested in that. So uh, an example of that would be like you know maybe you write about Android. If you want to write Android, you write about Android collectively in general, not just one specific version of it. Because A, that would technology it will probably eventually become outdated and only a certain subgroup within that niche will be interested in that particular version. So you want to kind of take it from a broader aspect and value to it to make it more appealing to a greater number of people. So keep that in mind as you think about what you want to write about. And also think about your message. It's very easy to for some people, obviously, like I mentioned, um, I'm not one of those people, but some people are very wordy. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, but you want to make sure you get your message clear. So you want, while you have a proofreader check your grammar, your spelling, it probably wouldn't hurt to ask them if they thought your message was clear, that you got the message clear across to them, etc. Because I do think that is something that is often overlooked. Um, you want people to be able to step away from your book and say, oh, wow, you know, I learned something from that. Or if it's fiction, oh, wow, that was really interesting and entertaining. And I understood and could follow the story well. You want it to flow nicely. You don't want it to seem like a really long, ridiculous, wordy news article. You know, you want it to, again, be appealing to a majority of the people. It also means, you know, look at words. Um, if you want to be writing about some things that are super specific, maybe super technical or medical, you know, don't be afraid to include um, word definitions for that. I think that could be very helpful to a lot of people. Um, and that way you don't have to worry about, again, sounding so wordy or maybe find different words to explain that same thing if you don't want to go through the extra step of having word meanings in the back of your book, sort of like the vocabulary of the book. You might think of a way to reword it, rephrase it, make it understand easier to a greater number of people. Um, so keep that in mind as you do as well. And then most of all, have fun with it. You know, ebook writing can be taxing. It can take a lot of time. As with most anything in the creative field, I would say creative, as I've mentioned before, and probably continue to mention on this podcast, creative field is not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of work. People don't realize how much creative people put their heart and soul into their items. Um, there are going to be some people who probably rush through things, unfortunately, but most of the majority of us are more creative and more we put everything that we have into it. It's very draining and tiring. And, you know, creativity is not a, you know, um, it is not a resource that can be readily drained from 
often. You only have so much of it before you have to recharge, essentially. So you might keep that in mind as you continue to think through this and look at what else journey will be like for you. But, you know, have fun with it. Make sure you're doing it also because not only do you want to make profit, but for fun. You know, that's really what I did with my first book was I kind of did it more or less so I could say I self-published. And I went through steps, knew what it took, and it was fun for me to do. So don't be afraid to do that as well because most of all, you know, if you believe in yourself and you like what you're doing, you're going to have a better time selling it. And with that being said, I want to say, again, Happy New Year 2019. Um, hopefully, you'll be seeing more great things from me. If you want to show your support to this podcast and give me a lot of, you know, rejuvenation and help me to expand better and grow better, get better equipment, I would love for you to go ahead and donate. Um, you will see kind of an option on what platform this is to kind of become like a patron of this particular podcast. Any money that is donated to this will be used to make this a better podcast for people all the way around, improve equipment, uh, improve marketing, etc. So please feel free to do that. Um, also, if you want to ask me a question, maybe you want to give me some feedback. Maybe you just want to, you know, get to know me better. Go ahead and you can tweet me at MVR00 on Twitter. Um, you can check out my tech blog, MrVirtualityBlog.com. And you can also check out the website, the official website for the Entrepreneur Byte, which is EntrepreneurBite.com. And until then, I will catch you next time. Music